When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Hello and welcome to You, you Me and, and a Poltergeist, a musical. Yep, we're now a musical podcast. You've, we switched it up on yous. <laughs> Jokes on you. This is your weekly brush with the paranormal. Kush. <laughs> the ganja. The ganja. The Mary Kidding, it's not legal in Australia. Fucking government. <laughs> Otherwise, these podcasts would have a whole different vibe to them. Yeah. <laughs> we do not condone drug use. So I broke my phone again. You did break your phone again. I didn't again. mean to. I was typing. It was unintentional. And it just stopped working, so it's at Apple. It's probably ready now, but we're going to do this just in case they're like, another 15 minutes, yeah. about 30 Last times. Last time we were trying time. to get it fixed, it was just like, just wait for five more minutes and we'll be ready. We'd walk around, we'd go into H&M, we'd come out, oh, yeah. just another five minutes, and it's already been like All 20 right. minutes. Go back into H&M a bit more, look busy, touch the pillows and... Determine what blankets we don't like. <laughs> yeah. We are so interesting. We really are, though. Very interesting live, don't We're we? We're pretty interesting. Just pillow and blanket connoisseurs. Yeah, we don't like the ones where it's nice and fluffy when you touch it one way, but then you touch it the other way and it's all spiky. It's like bristles. Ooh, honey, Ooh. no. Like, imagine if you were sleeping on that cushion I and you rolled it. over and then your face just got porcupined. I don't need you know that. Saying? No, you don't, no. You don't need You've already got Priscilla's needles. Yeah, I know. Like, you know. Frickin <laughs> I really like, hands. I like hospital blankets. I've got a pink mm, one. Yeah, they're comfy. I like those. I yeah. like those hospital blankets. They're the only upside to going in hospital. Unless you were having a child, then that is a big upside. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, that's true, not for the person giving birth, maybe. For the person giving birth, maybe it was an accident, maybe, anyway. So I mean, what still, other? like, I don't know. I mean, maybe if you get, like, some plastic surgery, but even then, that has downsides. Plastic surgery? Yeah, like, you'd go oh, yeah, in yeah, there yeah. for, like, a cosmetic purpose. It's not like you're going in there because you're sick or anything. Yeah, but then there can be complications. There People can. People have, like, died getting yeah, boob surgery. Yeah, I Kanye West's mother died getting surgery. Fucking surgery. Jesus. Mm. You know what? Stay beautiful the way you are. You don't need to change your body. Beautiful. I've thought about fillers before, but I don't think I need them. No, your lips are plump. Thank you. Speaking of plump. Speaking of plump. And lips. What are we going to talk about from Paranormal Plump? What about Pennywise's lips? 
Oh, honey, they thin as fuck. And he does that weird creepy thing the where he like curls it forward. I know, and that's not CGI. The actor can actually he do can that. He can actually do What's that. What's his name again? Jeff Strausflord or something. Strausflord. Yeah, he's from the, some country. He's, isn't he Swedish? Is he Swedish? Swedish. Yeah, yes. Sweden is the country he's from. Yes, he's actually quite creepy looking I, person. I, I just, I didn't watch the video, but I just saw a video or an article detailing he was giving a sort of interview saying how he enjoyed scaring the adult cast not only did he have fun scaring the, the kids children. i feel like he is the real pennywise i think he really gets <laughs> off on this oh yeah georgie oh don't <laughs> oh don't yeah <laughs> uh, 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 oh. in look it comes out on the fifth our podcast comes out the day after it comes out or, or if you're in america it comes out in the same day so... Or other parts of the world that could be listening, like Peru. Oh, I If you're listening in Peru, it comes out on the 5th. Give us a shout-out, Peru. Yeah, show us where you're at, Peruvians. Hello, Peruvians. <laughs> All I know about Peru is um, a series of unfortunate events. Mm. And, and they, they were go gonna go. They were going to go, go but then he dies. Classic. From a series of unfortunate events. Who would have guessed it? But speaking of Pennywise, we want to do something to honour the lovely clown. And since there is only really one clown haunting, which isn't really a haunting at all, just a collection of odd clown dolls in a hotel that reportedly is haunted. Which, I mean, all is of awful. this is reportedly <laughs> exactly, haunted. I was about to say, everything we do is reportedly. But sometimes we believe it more than others. Yeah, and that one I'm just like, that's pretty gimmicky. But in... Spite of the fact that there's no real clown hauntings, we have decided to do carnival hauntings, bringing back the theme. Hell yeah! Carnival slash amusement park. And I believe, Belinda, you have an interesting story. Not particularly haunted, but... It's not a haunting story, but it's fucking good. Fascinating carnival story. It is carnival Of the macabre related. Yeah, you can share that with All the people. Right. I've written something. Just a little... Right, give just, us a hear. Just a little something. Give us a listen. This is The Corpse of Elmer McCurdy. I love that name. It's a good name. You know, we should put that down on our list of baby names. Yeah. Elmer. I only Elmer. think of Elmer Fudd, the hunter that always tried to kill Bugs Bunny. What does he say? He's... Not a, I can't do the voice. He's like... Wabbits. We're hunting wabbits. We're hump... We're hump... <laughs> We're humping rabbits. <laughs> humping rabbits. That's all he wanted it for. I can't even fucking do it. Humping like rabbits. <laughs> so in 1976, at the Pike Amusement Park in Long Beach, California, the crew members from the TV show Six Million Dollar Man were preparing to shoot there. The plan was to capture Steve Austin riding in one of the cars along the track of a ride called The Laugh in the Dark. Was that Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> I don't know. I don't look it up. I don't even Sorry, know what continue. the six million dollar man is. Yes. <laughs> I bet Steve Austin's a six million dollar man. I'm a 22 year old lady. You don't know who Steve Austin is there? I know who Austin Powers is. And okay, that's, well, all that that's, all, that's all that matters. <laughs> Um, the ride had a tunnel that had ghouls, demons, skeletons, and skeletons that would pop up and scare you as the car jolted from side to side in the dark. Terrifying, but it gets worse. Ooh. Um, while the crew were sprucing up the set, one of them spotted a mannequin hanging from a noose in the corner. He reached for the arm of this mannequin, um, as they wanted to remove it because it was, because a hanging body seemed pretty morbid 
to have on TV. Oh, yeah. Um, so he reached for the arm and the arm fell off at the elbow. As he inspected the arm, he realized it was not a mannequin and, in fact, a real dead body. Jesus. He could see bone beneath layers of dehydrated skin that had been covered in wax and paint. Yes, I feel like... That's what I fear every time I see, like, a wax museum. I'm like, oh, it's just dead bodies. Right? I've seen House of Wax. Right? Right? right. It was so good when that chick that no one likes got Paris killed. Hilton. That's the one. She got a pole straight through the head. <laughs> yeah. Rough way to go. Didn't, like, blood, like, pour out the front? Yeah. Yeah, like, they made it gruesome. She stood up still, right? I don't know. She was standing. She took that like a champ. No, I think that's how she just landed. I think like, she usually takes poles to the mouth anyway, so... I mean, a pole to the head's fine. <laughs> okay. So, the police were called, and the body was taken to the LA County Coroner's Office, where an autopsy was performed. They found a 1924 penny and ticket stubs to the 140 W Pike Sideshow, and Louis... So, um, I think it's Louis or Louis? Louis? Does it have an S in it? Yeah, L-O-Y-S, L-O-U-I-S. Lewis, Lewis Sony's Museum of Crime. Also, that he had died from a gunshot wound to the chest. In fact, the mummy had been broken before. He was once on display at Mount Rushmore, and during a windstorm, the attraction um, was blown down. This caused many of the fingers, toes, and parts of the ears to fall off, including the original break in the arm at the elbow. Oh, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought for a second you meant that Mount Rushmore blew over. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, just a display there. <laughs> so it's not made of stone. It's Ew. made of styrofoam. It's just paper. It's a paper mache. <laughs> paper mache. <laughs> Conspiracy. Activate. (laughs) I was going to say something, but I won't. I was going to say Trump removed the stone to help build the wall and just put a paper mache back there, but I thought that's too much. (laughs) I said it anyway. Bob's typing. He's offended. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, cool. So a forensic anthropologist um, was called in to confirm the identity of the body. The man found hanging was Elmer McCurdy, an outlaw who died in a gunfight with police 65 years before being found in the not-so-fun fun house. So, he was born on January 1st, 1880. Bitch, he was a Capricorn like me. <laughs> <laughs> You're just the type to be an outlaw as well. Hell yeah. <laughs> Six-gun McDonald. Six-gun McDonald. <laughs> yeah. They call me Maccus. Bambi Maccus. Bambi. Bambi Maccus. Anyway, um, so he was born to an unwed mother who gave him up to be raised by her brother and his wife. Later on, McCurdy's mother, Sadie, would tell him... She was his real mother, but wasn't too sure who his father was, though it was believed it could have been her first cousin. Oh, Oh, very good. Mm Mm-hmm. This caused his downward spiral, and he became an alcoholic from his teens to adulthood and was arrested for public intoxication. On October 4th, 1911, Elmer had rubbed a train near Oquesa? Sure. Oquesa. Why (laughs) not? Oklahoma. Then took his loot of $46 and two jugs of whiskey to the north where he hid in a barnyard on the Kansas border. So three days later, police pursued him on October 7th, 1911, and ended up killing him in a shootout among the hay. His body was taken to a funeral home in Poor Husker, I think, uh, but Elmer was never claimed. 
the undertaker of the funeral home saw a money-making opportunity and embalmed him and allowed visitors to view the preserved corpse if they placed a nickel in his mouth. Wow, that's morbid. The bandit who wouldn't give up was how he was advertised to the public. Many carnival owners offered to buy the body, but the undertaker refused. On October 6, 1916, the day before Elmer's five-year death anniversary... Two men turned up at the funeral home claiming to be long-lost brothers of McCurdy. They requested to take the body to California to be laid to rest. But, of course, they were flat-out lying. Of course they were. Absolute lie. In just a few short weeks, the McCurdy corpse was the star attraction of a travelling carnival. James and Charles Patterson were brothers who owned the travelling carnival. Elmer's body stayed with the carnival until 1922 when it was sold to Louis Sony for his traveling museum of crime. McCurdy's body was featured in an exhibit as a dope fiend who shot himself when surrounded by police. By this time, the body was shriveled, which resembled the body of a heavy drug user. After Sony's death, McCurdy's body was put into storage for nearly 15 years. Damn. It was removed and used in the film She Freak, which I've never seen. And now I really want to see him, to see his dead body. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a detachment with this body. Like, yeah. They were like, you're oh. like, oh, it's a cool attraction. Like, even now we're just like, oh, it's a cool attraction. But there's a legit dead, a body, dead body in a movie. It's a dead body. But, like, no one... There's almost like a detachment I think because with, no like, one claimed mummified. him either. He's just an object. He's just an object. <laughs> He's been mummified. I think once... I think once, like, we embalm a human... And we're now like, oh, it's a mummy. It, like, its significance changes from being a dead human to, like, this artifact or this really cool exhibit. Like, really, when you go and visit those Egyptian exhibits... Oh, yeah. They're, mummy- they're dead people. They are dead humans. But we're still, like, fucking sick. Yeah, There's a dead care. body right in front of me, but it's I don't care. It's not so morbid because, like, all the blood's dried up and exactly. everything's decayed. It's just like... It's just skin and bone, literally. Yeah. Maybe a couple. There's no semblance of life, which is what makes things creepy exactly. to begin with. But if someone just got a corpse and chucked it on a slab and was like, here's my exhibit, we'd be like, that's fucking sick. What are you doing? You need to embalm it first. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll be all right with <laughs> it. We'll be all right. Get some formaldehyde. Yes, the old formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> Then his body was sold to Spoonie Singh, the man who started the Hollywood Wax Museum. It was on display once in the museum, but after being on display and damaged at Mount Rushmore, because he loaned it to them, he determined that it was too gruesome to be in his museum anymore. Yeah, fair. Spoonie then sold it to the to the Pike, the amusement park. So for 60 years, the dummy of Elmer McCurdy had made its rounds through carnivals, wax museums, haunted houses, until turning up at the Pike in Long Beach. So once he was recovered and they realised who he was, blah, 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 they ended up burying him. So on his gravestone, it reads both his death date in 1911 and his burial date on April 22nd, 1977. But there's like no elaboration of the massive gap of 66 years. Damn. They're like, he was a traveling mummy for the last 60 odd years. I feel like if I was a spirit and that was my body, I'd just be like, fuck it. I give up. You guys just take whatever you want. It's done. What's done is done. Yeah. I'm your toy. I'm literally hanging. Um, anyway, so he was he was buried in Guthrie? 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 Yeah, it's Guthrie. Guthrie? Oklahoma. He was buried in Oklahoma, okay? 
with over 300 people, thank you, with over 300 <laughs> people attending. His grave has a thick layer of concrete on top of the casket to make sure that the mummy won't be taken on another roller coaster ride again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the corpse of Alma McCurdy. So nothing paranormal about nothing it, but paranormal. just a very interesting just story. Super creepy. About carnivals. I found it when I was searching for all this and I was like, you know what? It has no haunting specifically, but fuck it. So I am going to be with Belinda's gonna do another actual haunting place. I'm gonna place. do an actual haunting yeah, place, yeah. yeah. To with a carnival that's pretty creepy. But I'm going to be doing the lovely amusement park, Kings Island. In Mason, Ohio. <laughs> That's right, thank you. So, previously this island had a munitions factory on it, an ammunition factory. It's like and, guns and stuff. Yeah, ammunition. Classic. And, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, thanks. Supposedly, 100 people died during an explosion on the island. What the fuck? Uh, could you imagine just like a ton of bullets going off? When is this set? set? When is this set? When did it happen? Sorry. Uh, at this point, it probably would have been like... Mm, I didn't actually get an exact date, but I'm fairly certain it would be like 18... Okay. Around the 1800s. I was going to say, because there's like a lot of explosions going on in America in like 1970s and shit. Mm. Like, what the fuck is going on? So much going on. <laughs> yeah. A hundred people supposedly die. A very round number of deaths. But could you imagine just a bunch of ammunition going off, like bullets shooting everywhere from a fire. No, I cannot. That'd be terrifying. People just getting hit with stray bullets going everywhere. Fuck that. Why not? Brutal. Duck under a desk, no way. You're still going to get hit. that marks 100 deaths for the island so far. There's a bunch. (laughs) For running over the hauntings and things of spooky nature on the island itself, I should probably give you a little, you know... History lesson. History lesson on the island, exactly. Yeah, so it's a 364-acre amusement park, which is the 10th largest in the world. Holy shit. Only behind, like, massive ones like Disneyland's and things like that. Okay. Uh, It opened in 1972, and over its life, it has received $300 million in capital investments, and the park now features over 100 attractions, which include 14 roller coasters and a 33-acre water park. I'm fairly certain that's probably, like, as big as Wet n' Wild that we have around the Gold Coast. I was going to say, you said as big as Wet n' Wild. I was going to say, you know what, Movie World's expanding. Oh, really? Make well, I mean, they keep adding oh, in course. more and more. They have so much land to work with. I was going to say, they might be on the list at some point. Yeah. So, in the 70s, Kings Island is credited, actually, with sparking the revival of roller coasters. Yeah. Apparently they hit a lull. But Kings Island was just like, bam, have the racer. Here's everything. <laughs> exactly. So keep the racer in mind the for later. The racer. Ooh. Other <laughs> record-breaking coasters include the Beast, keep that in mind, and Banshee, which are curious names given the context of what we're talking Banshee, about. Banshee, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll see that. Ah! Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Banshee screams, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So it hasn't been all sunshine and corn dogs for this. <laughs> <laughs> for this park, however, in 1991, three people died at the park on the exact same day. What the fuck? Yeah. So two security guards aged 20 and 21 died by electrocution in a fenced-in pond. So I think that... I'm not sure what exactly happened for them, and it's disputed as to what happened for them to actually need to go into the pond. 
But people supposedly <laughs> had gone into the pond before, obviously without being electrocuted. It was It's like a pond with like a fountains and sprinklers okay. going everywhere, so there's water features and mm. stuff in the pond. And so people have to regularly go in to clean it, but for some reason... Someone went in, maybe someone dropped something in there, and the security guard went in, fell in, getting electrocuted, and the other guard went to save him, and also got electrocuted, and they both died, which is horrible. So young, 20 and 21. I know, so young to be taken. Anyways, so they're not exactly sure why the pool was electrified. There's a lot of pumps and stuff going on, or going in the water, throughout the water, so maybe one of them had like a... Do they have an electric fence around it or something? No. No? One of the pumps maybe had like a splinter in the piping and had some electricity sort of into the water. The wrong time. Wrong time. Uh, also, on the same day, a drunk lady fell over 20 meters or 60 feet for our international listeners uh, before striking pavement and dying upon impact. So she was on this uh, ride known as the Flight Commander. Imagine like one of those giant swing rides that go up into the air and spin around. Oh. But it's more like robotic arms, and each of the carriage things is, like, oh. capable of spinning around on its what own. What the fuck? It's completely controllable by the person riding. But they notice a severe downside, a flaw in the production, as the two seats within each of the carriage could be wriggled in between, and you could get into the space between both seats, because there wasn't anything blocking in between the middle of the seats. So you could work your way out of the seats. So this drunk lady thought it'd be a fun idea to wriggle out of her seat and do a barrel roll, <laughs> and she went flying out and died. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, and that's why they ask if you've had alcohol before going on rides. Yeah, you might try and do something stupid. I mean, yeah, like, think of ride like think that. about how many people were probably drinking at the Echo that we res- recently went to, which is a Brisbane, Brisbane Australia uh, festival sort of thing. Brisbane, Queensland. Queensland, Australia. Australia festival. That goes for a whole week. Goes for a whole week. Massive rides, everything, but carnival level safety. Like we went on this water ride, and to the <laughs> either side of us, it was like a hip high, like little handrails. Handrails, stopping us from leaping or falling off the edge. And off the edge of us was like a twenty meter drop. Or a 10 meter drop, wasn't yeah. that hard. Or we could just fall drop. into the water with tracks. And get run over. And get run over. <laughs> yeah. And drown and die. And, yeah. Yeah, we all know how drown great works. southern Queensland is with people falling off of water rides. Oh. Rest. Yeah, I know. Anyways, that's what <laughs> So another man actually died a little while before this on the park's Eiffel Tower model. So it's got a platform up 50 feet and there's a elevator that lifts to the top. Yeah. Uh, the man reportedly got drunk during an evening where he just graduated, climbed it, and fell down the elevator shaft. I see a pattern here. <laughs> drunk people. Drunk people. Let's not serve liquor <laughs> at this fucking place. Uh, so there's a few different kind of disputed claims of how he actually died. A lot of them sort of revolve around the elevator shaft. Mm. Some say that he was up the top of the platform. He managed to get up there somehow after hours and clicked the button to go down, and when the doors opened for him to get in, there was nothing there, and being drunk, he didn't notice and just walked into it. Mm -hmm. Another noted that perhaps he was on the shaft, was climbing, and the elevator cable snapped and cut him in half. Mm. That's another strong one, but keep that attraction in mind as well. Okay. 
That's one of the most popular hauntings in this, at the King's Island. So, to make the park more morbid than it already is with its <laughs> many deaths, uh, the it's island it's itself has a cemetery on it. What the called fuck? Called <laughs> Dog Street Cemetery. With God. graves dating back as late as 1803. Is that the ammunition people? I think it was before the ammunition people even. Because oh. it, it's such a big area. So two, oh, sorry, the graves are all sort of spasmodically placed and many of them are partly reclaimed by nature with grass and moss having grown to pretty much consume them. And that's the creepiest thing of all. This is from the website Theme Park Insider. And there was a ton of discussion on a thread asking whether or not King's Island was actually haunted and if there were ghosts there. So I'll keep you, I'll, everyone keep in mind that this information from Adam Bartlett was posted in 2006. Yes, you. Um, I, for those at home, I have my hand raised. Um, I haven't been there, but from what I've heard, I'm gonna confirm that it's haunted <laughs> okay yeah you're pretty well yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm I right you're right thank you <laughs> thank Continue, you sir. thanks so adam bartlett posted detailing a number of known ghost stories among staff and yeah, as i said this was in 2006 it was posted so there may very well be more or less spirits currently haunting the attractions uh the first ghost that adam mentions is woody and Woody supposedly throws rocks on top of watchtowers along the Whitewater Canyon when just sort of usually to play tricks on the adolescent staff members. So obviously they have people in the watchtowers watching over the Whitewater Canyon. I'm fairly certain that's part of the... It's either like a water attraction or like an actual water ride. Mm -hmm. So obviously someone would need to be in attendance watching over it. There's a ghost that throws rocks on the roof of the watchtowers to scare the adolescents who have been there for hours watching over the ride. Okay. Take them off guard, you know. There's yeah. also, he also mentions that perhaps it's just like one of the other staff members playing tricks and throwing rocks. It's just a it. bird dropping rocks. Oh, potentially that, or just a bird pooping on the roof. No, I'd rather believe that it's Woody. Woody, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> could you imagine the the staff member goes back to like the little team area or whatever, the lockers are just like, man, you wouldn't believe it, I heard a rock being thrown on top of the thing, and he's just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I hear that was Woody. <laughs> oh, Woody, where's Buzz? Buzz, yeah, Buzz is probably there too. <laughs> so, another known ghost is Tram Girl. Tram girl. Yeah. Very creative. Yeah, I know. That's... Is she on a tram? Uh, she's spotted near trams. Aww. Not on a tram. So maybe she should, she, she should be near tram girl. <laughs> near tram girl. <laughs> uh, so she's a blonde child of a young girl. A blonde child of a young girl. A blonde, <laughs> a blonde child spirit who is a... Six, young girl. A young girl, obviously, and is said to be between six and nine years old and is often seen wearing a blue dress. Aww. So <laughs> she usually runs around the parking lot and freaks out guests and tram drivers. Sounds like you've got a delinquent on your hands. I think she's a bit of... Uh, what are those spirits called? A bitch. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say the trickster A trickster ones. spirit. She's a trickster spirit. Yeah. Um, uh, did she get... How did she die? Did she, like, get killed by a tram or... Uh, well, no one really knows, but apparently people say that she is buried in the Dog Street Cemetery. Oh. 
So I'm not sure whether they've... Because I, I watched a couple of videos on Dog Street Cemetery where they were walking through it and looking at all the gravestones. And yeah. a lot of people were fairly young when they were buried there. Like, I saw a number that were, like, 18, 22, between that age. I didn't... Mm. Obviously, I didn't... They didn't catch all the names because there's so many tombstones there. That would have made for a very long video. It would have made for an incredible... Not to mention that the video up to that point had been him walking from the front gate to the cemetery, which is, like, acres and acres of walking. God, that's so boring. Yeah, it was fairly boring. She is super consistent in the way she sort of appears to people, Mm. and whenever new tram drivers come and have an experience, they always recount it the exact same, having seen a small blonde girl running through the parking lot and jumping in front of their trams, making them slam on their brakes before disappearing. Which is odd and sort of one of the more, I guess you could say, plausible hauntings, you know? Yeah, if it's a not very like, consistent tale and from new people that yeah, who are getting, hopefully haven't been told about it before, Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be like, have fun on your first shift, tram driver. <laughs> but they'd be like, what the fuck? I imagine you holding a torch underneath your face, just <laughs> laughing. I just get my I phone agree. flashlight. Just Enjoy clicking on. tram driver. Enjoy your shift. <laughs> Have a good tram ride. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're out the back in the props closet, fitting into a tiny nine-year-old's blue I'm dress. Just, I'm trying to walk on my knees, run on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's me on my knees, just running through the parking lot, trying <laughs> my fastest just to get there. <laughs> hey, bitches up! It's me again. And he's like, Fuck tram girl, tram girl. It's tram girl. And then I die and become a ghost. (laughs) So the popular belief (laughs) is that she doesn't like people having fun around her when she can't, just like you. That's true. That's so true, though. If you're having fun and I'm not, I'm going to start a fight. (laughs) (laughs) Come here. Come on. Come on. Fuck you up. I'll fuck you up. You having fun? Are you laughing? Take a fist to the face. <laughs> oh, you think you can have a good time? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll get back to it. Thanks. So the next uh, ghost that is well known is called Racer Boy, <laughs> who appears usually just before and after sunset at the Racer, ah. the ride that revitalised people's love of roller coasters. Yeah. Well. And ghosts. So, the figure is of a small boy around 10 years old dressed in white 1950s clothes Mm -hmm. and is usually seen on the tracks or in the tunnel of the racer. So, whenever he's seen, he's... Both of these last two, whenever they're seen, they're always... They always look normal, not, like, gruesome or anything. They look like just children children. running around. Aside from the odd uh, outfits that they are donning. Yeah. So apparently the motion camera of the ride, you know, where the motion camera will take a picture when the people reach the right point of the track. Yeah, and they're apparently, like, ah. yeah, the yeah. motion camera is sometimes tripped by the racer boy, and supposedly, of course, there is no fucking actual photo evidence online or anything. But apparently, people have seen the photos and confirmed that there is a little boy usually Ooh. in these photos in white clothing. So the racer's carriages were supposedly obtained from the Coney Island roller coaster called the Shooting Star, which had an accident where a young boy was crushed to death after falling out the back of a cart. So the cart had gone around, he'd been on it, had gone through a bunch of tunnels. 
arrived back at the station, no one knowing anything. I suppose he was at the back or something. But I supposedly the boy was just not there when it came back around, and the ride attendant was a bit confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the stops and whatnot, but by the time he went around the track to find where this boy had gone, and he jumped off the side because he was too scared or something like that. He it had been seen that he'd fallen out onto the track, and the next track had come and crushed him. Shit. Which is sad, but fortunately enough, it seems like his body or his spirit, at least, is Has not passed on. Passed well, is not all bloody and gross. Oh, okay. So his spirit's still there. It's just not bloody and gross. His his forever clothes aren't smeared in blood. Maybe he died on impact of hitting the track before getting Maybe. crushed. A lot of those old. Tracks sometimes have portions that are electrified to mm. make the tracks so that way get power. he didn't die all bloody and ugly. Right. He just got bloody and ugly after he died. But that is unlike Tower Johnny. Ooh. The next ghost. The man who fell down the bloody shaft of that Eiffel Tower after being drunk. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, as I mentioned before, that Eiffel Tower. He fell down the tower and is reported to haunt that sweet, sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet town. Sweet, sweet town. Yeah, there's a lot of sweet, adjectives sweet I love. <laughs> a lot of adjectives I love, but doubling up the sweet before you say something is the perfect way to emphasise how nice it is. <laughs> <laughs> that sweet, sweet tower. <laughs> so he makes moaning moise- moises. <laughs> He makes moaning noises now to people who are within the tower rising up and down. Uh, He often causes the elevator doors to spontaneously open and messes with the controls, causing the elevator to go up and down on its own when people are within. I think they should stop that ride. Yeah, maybe get some sage in there. A little bit, just a little bit sage. <laughs> just have an incense burning at all times. We could totally make like the ultimate saging device, just like a flamethrower with a stick off it that has a bundle of sage <laughs> in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> just sage flames. Everyone is blessed. <laughs> flames of positivity. You have been cleansed. You can take that to work, and many of your customers would be like all negative. Just. <laughs> so funny that you just started mentioning sage. Now all I can smell is sage. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. Can you smell it? No, I can't smell anything. Okay. You're having olfactory sensations. I don't know what that hallucinations. Means. Hallucinations of your senses. Oh. Anyways. So, drugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Tower Johnny, another like that's another. Super creative name. Tower Johnny. Tram girl. Racer boy. Tower, Tower Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> yeah. okay, and Wally. Or Woody, sorry. And Woody. So, <laughs> reportedly after Wally. hours, he has control sometimes over the elevator itself. Yeah. Because the power is all cut off. Oh. And the counterweight of the elevator is heavier than the elevator itself. Once it's turned off, it'll cause the tower to rise to the top. Yeah. So, reportedly, after hours, it's been spotted a number of times, the elevator goes from the top without any power to the bottom, and the doors open. Ooh. Beckoning whoever's at the bottom to enter He's for dead. the ride of their life. Dun, dun, dun. I got goosebumps, because I imagine going into that 
elevator. I imagine running away from that elevator. Yeah, yeah, right. It just comes down and, and there's no power and the doors open. I'm like, I'll see you later. And Pennywise is inside. Nope. A little red balloon just like floats a out. A little balloon. Him. Nope. That's a big nope. <laughs> I'm out. It's a nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Goodbye. See you later. You can get eaten. <laughs> So one of the more famous stories among the staff members there was one man saw this happening and he sort of just watching it for a while, he said to the tower, let it go, Johnny. And the tower reportedly just shot back up to the top. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, no. Yeah. He did it. It's like the Wiggles or like any other children's show where they're like, say it together. Swiping, no swiping. Johnny, let it go. (laughs) Wake up, Jeff. (laughs) Wake up, Johnny. Let it go, Johnny. And then it goes to the top. So that's where the popular children program Tower Johnny came from. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So he's been... He actually haunts the other coaster I mentioned, The Beast. The Beast. Because supposedly after he'd fallen... His blood was all over the cables, and they needed to replace the cables, you know? Why wipe them down? Just replace them. Yeah, no, that's good. Which is fair enough. And they put the cables in a tool shed behind the beast. So, reportedly now, Johnny can be seen walking around both attractions, but unlike the previous two, he walks around bloody and horrific looking. Mm. Like, just the epitome of death. Mm. Yeah, really gross. Yeah. And a weird coincidence that happens also is that both the tower and the beast have a sort of habit of their power outages sort of coinciding within minutes of each other. Like Tower Johnny is making it happen at the same time on yeah. both. Yeah, very creepy, right? Seems creeps. So yeah, that is the most haunted theme park. In Ohio. (laughs) On King's Island. Maybe in the world. I don't know. What do you got? Well, it doesn't have most haunted in the world, but it is in, like, the I think somewhere in the top something, top tens of, like, most haunted amusement parks in America. I was just crowning myself. Hmm? I was just crowning King's Island. That death count's, like, what, 120? Huge, yeah. Pardon me. Pardon. Leave that in. Sure. Okay, so I'm going to be doing the Lake Shawnee um, Abandoned Amusement Park. Da, da, da. Has a ring to it. Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Yes. <laughs> no, I was joking, it doesn't really. No, it really doesn't. So, Lake Shawnee Amusement Park is located in West Virginia. Take me home, <laughs> country road. I think I got the lyrics wrong. I always go to say, country boy, I love you. <laughs> country wow. boy, I love you. <laughs> wow. Anyway, and it was abandoned in 1966 Ooh. after the accidental deaths of two young patrons. Oh. But its haunted history goes much further back in history. Oh, oh double that history. It would go back in history. That sweet, sweet history history. <laughs> Here's your time. Let's start with the massacre what? of the play children. Why was there a massacre in a theme park? There was a massacre. It was before it was a theme park. Okay. So it was in August 1783 at Cloverbottom, now known as Shawnee Lake, located between Princeton 
and Matoka. 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 I played in Matoka in Fallout 76. Well. And in Princeton. There we go. Nerd time. So in present Mercer County. This was a killing between a band of Shawnee Indians, sorry, Native Americans, and uh, Bartley and Tabitha Clay, the children of Mitchell and Phoebe Belcher Clay, that Belcher, Belcher, <laughs> Belcher Clay, that that, and also the the capture and execution of their son Ezekiel. So Mitchell and Phoebe had fourteen children altogether. Damn. To so I think three, cheaper by the dozen plus two. Yeah, I think three dying isn't really that bad. No, like if you've got you have another spare. eleven to <laughs> yeah, go. Right, it's all good. Christmas will get a bit easier. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. How morbid of you. <laughs> ah, it was back in the 1700s. It's yeah, all right. It's, it's not too soon. I'm surprised they're doing so well. I mean, medicine wasn't all it was cracked up. No, to I'm surprised then. she survived 14 years. Yeah, months, right. Honestly. She's a hero. I probably would have died after one back in that day. <laughs> anyway, so in that August, European settler Mitchell Clay had harvested his crop of small grain wanting and wanting to get... The benefit of the pasture for his cattle, he asked his two sons, Bartley and Ezekiel, to build a fence around the stacks of grain. So, while Mitchell Clay was out hunting, the two sons were building the fence pens around the grain stacks. Um, the older daughter was with some of the younger girls down on the riverbank putting out the family washing. While that was happening, a marauding body of 11 Native Americans crept up to the edge of the field and shot young Bartley Clay dead. Oh. That, uh, when the girls heard the shot that killed their brother, they ran to the house for safety, but their path to the house was directly by where Bartley was shot. A Native American attempted to scalp the boy Jesus. while also capturing the oldest daughter, Tabitha Clay. She tried defending her brother's body, but in the struggle, Tabitha reached for the knife which hung on the man's belt um, but she missed the knife, and the man literally cut her into pieces before killing her. What the hell? So, like, cut off her legs and her feet and all that stuff. And she was still alive. While she was still alive, before he just, you know, decapitated I'm her and scalped her. That's brutal, but I'm just imagining... Have you seen Monty Python's Holy Grail? Where the knight gets, oh. like, cut off? <laughs> yeah. and just still, a flesh wound! <laughs> still trying to fight? Yeah. <laughs> um, What's anyway. up with Native American... In, like scalpings and stuff. I don't know. It's an interesting tradition. I would think it's more of like a trophy thing. Yeah. You know how serial killers have a trophy? They take a trophy from their and killings. And we're not calling Native American serial killers. No, no, no. I'm not saying that it's serial killers, though. But it's a cultural trophy. But I, I think suppose. it's a, yeah. Like how Japanese people would grow their hair and, and then, then cut, cut it off in times of off. war. Yes, yes. Um... So yeah, and then Ezekiel Clay was captured by another member of the tribe. Um, so at the time of the attack, a man named Lincoln Blank- Blankenship showed up. Jesus. Yeah, what Blankenship. Lincoln Blanken. Blankenship. Blanky Bill Blankenship. <laughs> Lincoln Blankenship showed up by the um, at the Clay cabin when Mrs. Clay saw Tabitha, Tabitha's death struggle. So she watched all this happen, by the way. What the hell? She begged Blankenship to go and shoot the Native Americans. Instead, he ran away. Yeah, right on. He fucking ran away. I mean, if you just see a bunch of scalps thrown around, you're probably going to run away yourself. But he must have had a gun if he could shoot them. Maybe shoot the mother for being a coward. This is the one time I'm okay with guns. Go and, go and bloody... You know? Anyway, save so, your children. 
I mean, she's got 11 of them, so she's so like, fine. thank God they haven't got the rest of them. <laughs> thank God she haven't got the younger ones. There's anyway. too many scalps in here to anyway. go through. Anyway, instead he ran away and reported to the settlers on New River that the Clay family had all been murdered by the natives. Like, the whole Clay family was being oh, murdered. Oh, man. Yeah. When it was only three kids, like, calm down. God, this guy's an over-exaggerator. <laughs> an asshole, to be honest. <laughs> Once they'd scalped the children, the natives left the area with Ezekiel as their prisoner. Soon after they left, Mrs. Clay took the bodies of Tabitha and Bartley into the house and laid them on their bed. She then gathered her younger children and made um, and made her way through the woods, which is uh, six miles, to the home of James Bailey. Meanwhile, Mitchell Clay returned home to see the disturbing scene. He thought his whole family had been killed, then headed to the New, to New River. Which I'm going to just going to say, there is no fucking communication here. Zero. No one communicates. There's properly. no mobile phone, so you can't just call your you know, friend up and be like, "Hey." But it's not even like, "Hey, Pete we just got scalped." Let's like <laughs> wait here till Dad gets home. It's a let's fucking leave. We gotta go to. We're gonna go to James. Gotta go, James. James Bailey. That other guy's a sissy and ran away. So let's so run away too. Let's run away to James <laughs> Bailey. He'll protect us. Anyway, so he headed to the New River. And a party of men, of men under the leadership of Captain Matthew Farley, Fairly Farley, Farley, it's Farley, went to the clay cabin and buried the two clay children. Then they pursued the Native American tribe. They caught up with the natives in Boone County and killed several of them. Charles Clay, the oldest son in the clay family, killed one of the natives while Ezekiel Clay was hurried away by a native then, um, that escaped Captain Matthew Farley's party. And was taken to their towns in Ohio. He was burned at the stake. And that would be the third child of the Clay family to be killed. Damn. Mm-hmm. Burning at the stake. I'd probably rather be burned at the stake than... Nope. I'd, I don't know. Would you rather be burned at the stake or scalped? I think burned at the stake. Uh, uh, at the well, stake. No, they'd both be horrible. I feel like eventually your body would just go into shock and you would just die of shock before burning to death. I don't know, that's my theory. I don't think that happened. Just, like, the flesh and your fat melting. Yeah, but I don't know how I'd feel with my limbs being chopped off. The new fad diet coming to you. (laughs) Chop off a limb. Burn away fat instantly. (laughs) Okay, I like that. At the stake. At the stake. (laughs) Anyway. So, um... I, I guess the land had been passed down through generations of mm. the Clay family because, like, it, it it wasn't really... No one really worried about it after that. Mm. And a couple centuries later, in the 1920s, Conley T. Snidow, Snidow, Snidow. These people need better last names. <laughs> um, purchased the site of the Clay Farm and developed it into an amusement park. He built circular swings, a ferris wheel, a water slide, a dance hall, a speakeasy, and opened up the pond and swimming hole complete with canoes. It also included cabins so you could stay the night. Oh, wow. Sounds wonderful. Very nice. Sounds so good. But the land was cursed. Of course. Absolutely. Um, A little girl in a pink ruffle dress met her end after climbing into the circular swinging set. As she swooped around on the swings, she was killed upon impact when a soda truck backed into the path of the swing. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know how that fucking happens. But on another occasion, a little boy drowned in the amusement park swimming pond. His arm was stuck in the drain. 
Oh, that's horrific. Pennywise. That's like, oh, we all float down Down here. (laughs) But you're going to drown in here today. (laughs) (laughs) So the owner believes that the parks rides were actually responsible for a total of six deaths. Damn. I tried really hard Googling, trying to find the list of deaths, but I could not find it. I could only see the two little kids. So the park was eventually shut down, but its structures were left there to rot and rust. You can still see ghostly figures by the hot dog stand and a man sitting on the Ferris wheel. But one look at the rusted hinges and weed-enveloped bars would tell you that no man would be crazy enough to risk their life to sit up there. The position of the open leg locks would make it impossible as well. So the park was abandoned in 1966. Two decades passed and the park was bought by another businessman. The park's new owner... Gaylord White. <laughs> Wait, what? That's Gaylord. His name. Yeah, just like the That's name rough. of Ben Stiller's character in Meet the Fockers. Goddamn, poor guy. <laughs> he thought that the area would That's be great for future neighborhoods and development. But as construction workers tore into the grass and soil, they uncovered bones and Native American artifacts. Oh. Mm-hmm. So. The Shawnee, uh, the tribe of the Shawnee must have had, like, a burial there well, previous. Well, yes. After an archaeological dig uncovered 13 bodies, mainly ch- children, sorry, of Native Americans, this area was then believed to be an ancient burial ground. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that family must have intruded upon there. Yes, because the bones were there space. long before the settlers. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe the scalping was like... Mm. You want our lands, motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah, literally. I'll trade. I'll trade these lands for your scalp. Give me your scalp, and you can have the lands. <laughs> the mum's like, take them too. Yeah, yeah those two. <laughs> this is my least favorite. That's a story she's not telling. They yeah. came and knocked at the door. They're like, sacrifice three of your children. Go. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, fuck. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh... there's there's three of them already outside. Just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Take those ones. <laughs> take them. It's fine. We'll stay in here. So, White says he can hear the wooden swings creak, though it may not be the wind that pushes them. Sometimes the seat will start to move underneath your hand until you feel a cold air blowing through the seat, Gaylord White II told the Travel Channel. Which I tried finding... Wait, so he's the second Gaylord. He's the second Gaylord. So there's Gaylord. another Gaylord? Yep. That is a tough name. That's terrible. Um, and when you get to the middle, you feel something warm, and he believes... And we believe, sorry, that's her spirit. The younger white um, said he's seen the little girl with her dress covered in blood. She looked at me, and as long as she looked at me, I couldn't move, he said. Through the park today, and visitors can confirm supernatural events. They've heard footsteps, mysterious chants, children, and at one point, someone got locked in a shabby ticket booth, even (laughs) though the doors don't lock. And paranormal investigators now frequent the site... It has been featured on the Discovery Channel's Ghost Lab and the Travel Channel's The Most Terrifying Haunted, uh, Most Terrifying Places in America. Um, Lake Shawnee is open for tours from October 5th to the 31st and every Friday and Saturday in October as well. From 5pm in the evening, people turn up for the Haunted History Tour and some photo opportunities with everything. Then afterwards, when the sun goes down, there will be a dark carnival, which will recount the park haunted history yeah. along with frightening experiences for the visitors so like a haunted house or that kind of right. thing like things jump out at you and they make it a real big event 
I like that they're embracing their dark past. Yeah. Like, King's Island doesn't even really make mention of anything. Gaylord was like, I'm going to build houses and shit here. And then he was like, scrap that. This is an ancient burial ground. Dark carnival. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's make this a haunted attraction. The most yeah. haunted attraction in the One world. One of the most haunted attractions in America. So they say. I think our most haunted attraction in Australia is Dreamworld. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Dreamworld. That's I've, scary. That Dreamworld is a pretty popular theme what? park very close to us. Once quite popular. It's really dwindled in business in the last few years. Well, I mean, the deaths probably didn't help. Yeah, was it 2007? That people died? Yeah. No, it was no, like was a couple years ago. Earlier than that, 2010? No it's like, I swear it was like 2016. It was like only a couple of years ago. No, it wasn't that recent. Yeah, yeah. Get, oh, get my phone. Fine. Have a look. Let's have a look at when these deaths were. So what happened was there was the, there's, they've shut down the ride now completely. But it was this ride and it was like a big, it was a circle one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yep, a big um, old circular tubey thing. Yeah, you sit inside this like circular kind of cart, I guess, but it's all on water. So it's like a raft. There we go, a raft. And you got seats and you're strapped in. You were strapped in. There's like a little table in the middle where you can like hold on to and stuff. And something malfunctioned and their raft had flipped and all the passengers pretty much from what we heard in the news and like four people killed on ride in Dream- at Dreamworld yeah. theme park in 2016 died oh, almost 26. instantly okay you're right a preliminary anyways yeah so have you you've did... been on that ride haven't you yeah i've been on that ride that was one of my hundreds of times rides. but what had happened was they had a train did they have a trainee on and then they left them know. alone oh probably and um they something happened and like they reckon maybe the ride malfunctioned or the and they didn't know how to deal with they it. They didn't know how to deal with it, and pretty much either they drowned or got decapitated, but no one... They got smushed underneath those yeah, sort of things. Yeah, no one In between really... the gears and shit. Yeah. So brutal. And apparently on that land that Dreamworld is built on, someone, an old logging company used to be there, and someone died uh, when using a hacksaw, and funnily enough, there's a ride there called... The Buzzsaw. The Buzzsaw. Built, like, right where it was. Yeah. And supposedly my brother's girlfriend, uh, well, fiancé, my brother's fiancé used to work there and often recounted, like, how that man, Adam Bartlett, recounted in Theme Park and Riser about his experiences and, mm. and the staff's knowledge of these events. She would often recall and, like, speak to other staff members who'd have oh, sort of creepy experiences with some oddly dressed entity. Yeah. That was in that ride specifically. Ooh. Yeah. How creepy is that? So creepy. Yeah, I'd love to have a bit more knowledge and talk to some more people who've worked there to get a to get better a insight good into story. In, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great episode. Get a better insight into that haunted place. I don't think I've been to Dreamworld since probably 2015. Yeah. So. I haven't been there for ages. Yeah. I don't really want to. And the fact that I can't really go on roller coasters anymore because I'm a very young old man. You get so nauseous. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't help. So it. frustrating. I go on a swing set. I just want to go and have fun. After I hit sixteen years old, I couldn't go on a swing set without feeling sick. I love roller coasters. I just can't stomach it. 
and I pass out on I them now. I love the adrenaline. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not scared of them. I'm not passing out because I'm frightened. It's just yeah. the pressure is just too much for my body, and it's just like from the top of my eyes down, just goes black, and it's just like this tiny little slit left. It's like, whoop, <laughs> <laughs> and did. then I'm unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> And then I wake up like a few seconds later, like oh, just getting flung around <laughs> on the roller coaster, all limp. Uh, anyway, yeah, I guess that's us for the day. Yeah, we love you. Thanks to our beautiful patrons who help support the show and sponsor us. Your support means the world, and without you, the world would be grey. Well, and more haunted than it already is. Thank you very much, Brayden. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at You Mean a Poltergeist. You can find us on Patreon at Yumina Poltergeist as well. If you want to support us. And join the Dark Magicians League so you can... Or Tia, sorry. So you can... The League of Dark Magicians! The League of Dark Magicians. It sounds so much better. Yes. You can be a part of our live recordings, which possibly like one or two weeks in advance that we record, so... Like Bob, right now. Hello, Bob. (laughs) I don't know why he's out of half Irish. Anyway... Um, you can find me on Instagram at Bambi Maccas, B-A-M-B-I-M-A-C-C-A-S, or Brayden on Instagram at B-R-A-Y-D-O-N-5, number 5, A-S-H. Everybody remember, take care of your scalps. Yep. And don't forget. Exercise regularly, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) That's a wrap! That's a wrap! Imagine if I wasn't recording it all that whole time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.